genre. Welcome back to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we jab till it hoits. Where was I? Seven or eight punches at a time. I'm Doug. I'm Jason. <laughs> and Jerry's back with us for one final minute. Welcome back, Jerry. Uh, thank you very much. Very happy to be here. As are we to have you. You know, back uh, when you were on season one with us, you were you, you went on a little bit about how much you love Rocky as a character and the movie Rocky. Like, where does uh, Rocky II kind of fit in there? You know, I I really like Rocky II, but it it doesn't pack the punch of Rocky. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, I think it's a jab. It's good. <laughs> it's a strike. But it just doesn't have the KO of it. And I think it's, um, I don't know, for... We re—I don't know—we revisit some of these themes and his heart and can he do it and that again. It—it doesn't—it's done really well. It's written well. It's acted well. It's filmed well. I—I think it's a very very good movie, but it doesn't land as solidly as Rocky. It just—we're maybe because it's the—it's a second helping. You know that first Mm -hmm. piece of pizza is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Rocky Two is like, you know, maybe the third piece. You go, well, this is good. <laughs> so you're a little full. Yeah, and you kind of, you've tasted it before, and you want it. Mm-hmm. It's not like you didn't reach for the third piece. You wanted it, but it just doesn't have, it doesn't really come right at you. Also, the interesting thing, um, you know, does Rocky deserve to win? Hmm. In this movie, I don't know. I mean, what what makes Rocky, the original, so great is that he loses and it's still a complete victory. Mm-hmm. You, don't, yeah. you don't even care. But in this, he wins and you want him to win. I'm not saying you want him to lose. You want him to win. But, you know, the irony is his winning, I don't know, it means something very different than mm-hmm. it does him, I don't know, him losing... It's interesting. It's almost, I don't know, what's the opposite of a Pyrrhic victory? Hmm. I, I don't know, but it's almost, that's what happens in Rocky. It's, it's, it's like he loses, but he's wonderfully victorious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the actual, um, well, you know, we said it before last season, but the decision, the announcement of the winner is almost in the background. It's yes. not even, mm-hmm. it, it's not important. And this, you know, at the, the end of this, and, the, you know, he wins in this, and it's beautifully done. It's fantastic, and I love it. But, you know, we're, we watch Apollo train in this minute, and we see Apollo. I'm not convinced that Rocky deserves to win. I'm not saying he's not a great guy. I'm not saying he doesn't overcome obstacles and hurdles and all that. It's just, does he, does he deserve to win? And, and to going back, uh, you know, to what we were talking about earlier in the week, how would other fighters feel about this? You know, does he mm-hmm. deserve to win on this? I mean, he's, he's training half-assedly. He does get his shit together. Mm-hmm. But, dude, I mean, Apollo is way ahead of this. And Apollo is not just resting on his rich laurels here. Like, he's working. Yeah. He's, he's working. His, his Rocky's... His motivations in the last 
movie were very simple. You know, he just he he wants to go to distance because he wants to prove to himself and everybody that he's not just a bum. Yeah, and and his motivations were pure. They were organic and pure. Right, and In so this, far I'm, we've we've talked about we don't even know what his motivations are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, True. it's 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 money, which is which is fair. That's realistic. That's organic. Is it pure? Uh, we, you know, in in, ho- in real life, sure. We don't always want to admit it, but I feel like in a Hollywood movie, <laughs> mm-hmm. you don't want to think like, well, Rocky's training because he, <laughs> he needs the money. To be, he's got to beat Apollo Creed because of the money. And you're like, so why does he need the money? You're like, because everybody in Philadelphia is an asshole. <laughs> he has no real friends. Paulie's a jerk. And, uh, you know, no one else has offered him a a job. And he's the first to get let go at the meat packing plant. Nobody has his back here at all. But is he fight? Does he fight because he needs money because he doesn't want to do menial labor? (laughs) Because you can work menial labor and make money and support the family. Sure. Yeah. Which which is, you know what? That's fine. That's great. That's realistic. But it that doesn't pack the punch of why he's fighting for Ro- in the original Rocky. Uh, would you rather see this movie in a way that, um, so let's say Rocky gets a job and he's supporting the family and the commercials are going well and he's bringing in money and he's got furniture in the house and everything seems to be going well, but he just can't get his mind off Apollo Creed and boxing. And he's the one that's obsessed with Apollo Creed. And and people keep saying like, you know, you could have won that fight. And then he starts to think like, man, you know, I really think I had a shot to beat the champ. I could have been the champ. I could have won that fight. And just, he's like his desire to get back in the ring, to fight, to prove to the world that that wasn't a lucky shot that he actually could have won. And to prove that he is a good boxer and to get that warrior mentality, get back, in the ring of fight and that's why he goes back to it would you have rather seen that movie god that's fascinating I, I i like that that could completely work but i really like the fact that basically that character in this movie is apollo creed right mm-hmm. and and when you see him on the landing once again we talk about stairs right mm-hmm. stairs in the movie so apollo uh, apollo creed is upstairs and his wife is downstairs and he's mm. re- reading the the hate mail and you know his wife is like you know kind of like you know forget about it come on you got kids playing in the yard and he literally is like are you serious <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean and 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 i it's fascinating that that's what they make Apollo Creed to be. I mean, in a way, Apollo Creed has the eye of the tiger here. You know, he's the one who's really taking this seriously. And that now he he's he's great at the you know the some of the the photoshops and he, he, the the photo ops and the opportunity. And he, he says you know he 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 has a group of um, a, a marketing team and his strategy is yeah. let's hit this guy locally where it hurts. So you know he understands the fanfare of it. He's uh, you know he's great at that. But look at the end of the day, they say like you know I think somebody at the, at the press conference they say, "How about some shots clowning?" Right. And he's like, "Dude, get the f- out of here!" Right. And does this I, look and, like a yeah, circus? Yeah. Does it? And you're like, I don't know. I mean, Apollo Creed wants this. He uh he wants his respect back. He wants his not that he lost his dignity, but um you know the the stuff that people were saying to him in those letters. He wants his he wants the respect of the world back, 
which he had at one point, but lost because they thought that he either he fixed a fight or he was uh, he laid back on Rocky. Uh, so he wants that back. Well, it and he should. I mean, yeah. he he. This dude's the heavyweight champion of the world, mm-hmm. right? And I, I mean, his manager comes over and and gets out of earshot of the marketing team and some of the other trainers, whatnot, and he goes, "Look, this isn't our guy. Let yeah. it go. Let it go." Meaning, like, you absolutely do not have to t- accept this challenge. This is silly, goofy, local stuff. You're you're way bigger than this. You're you're you know you're you're getting caught up. You're getting lost. You're getting lost in one weed. There's one weed in front of your face. It's Rocky Balboa. You're the heavyweight champion of the world. Forget a couple of hate mail letters. Mm-hmm. But 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 at the same time, you're like, it's a real thing. I mean, his his lifetime manager says like, basically says, look, dude, this guy comes at you, and we don't need a problem like this. He keeps getting up, and he keeps coming for you. He keeps coming to you. Like, like he's actually a quiet nightmare. Those were uh, actually Tom Taylor's minutes. Oh, wow. Th- those, those are the minutes he requested. Yeah, ta- talking was, about quiet nightmare. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was a great discussion, but, yeah, I mean, you know, we we went over that that, that whole thing, like how, like, Apollo, you're better than this. You don't need to focus on this one guy who's who's really a wild card. You don't know what he's capable of. Well, yeah, Apollo has absolutely everything to lose. Yeah. Everything. Now, the first time he did it, and it was a fluke, and he was lucky, and the whole thing, and you kind of go, he, he says, I didn't prepare. Like, he, he got Apollo Creed light. We all know it was goofy. I won. I got the decision. But look, look this was just supposed to be fun. I mm-hmm. think Rocky has a lot to lose here. If he loses the fight, yeah. Because if he he's he's he has a little bit a little although there's, he's getting a lot of disrespect, he has a little little ounce of fame and notoriety from the other fight. If he came into this fight and gets knocked down in the second round, people are going to be like, "Oh, that was a fluke," and he's yeah. just going to lose all of that whatever credibility he had from that. Mm-hmm. So I think he has a lot to lose as well. I can't, my OCD is preventing me from going any further. I didn't even set this minute up, so <laughs> allow me <laughs> to set it up. Uh, today, we're knocking out minute 68. That was the f- f- intro, be- <laughs> which begins <laughs> with more bag punching and ends with a serious training session from Apollo. 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 Uh, we got, we got, uh, now Rocky's whining a little bit like a child uh-huh, here. Sounds like a baby. Enough. Don't use my other arm. He's he's definitely not into it. We we could tell something's wrong. He's not into this at all. He's acting like a baby. He's I had enough of him already in this in this sequence. Yeah, I, he's, I, you know he's calling for Adrian's support, right? But he he's just he's doing it through. Oh, use my other arm. He's 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 directionless. Yeah, he's he's a mess, man. He's just a mess. Well, Mickey's response is beautiful. Some more great comedy acting. He says, if you do, I'm going to chop it off. <laughs> and that sounds like something that I would say <laughs> to my children. <laughs> oh, come on, Dad. I don't want to use my other arm. If you do, I'm going to chop it off. Uh, but when Paul, Paulie here, he says, uh, again, Rocky asking Paulie for help. Uh, he says, I'll figure something out. And Rocky says, I really wish you would. Like he's, like, mm-hmm. And Paul, like, Paulie's never looked more like a gangster than he does right here. Like as he's leaving. The weird thing is, Paulie is apparently doing well. 
working mm-hmm. as the muscle on the docks, right? Right, right. You know, I've never understood, like, so does Pauly, like, you know, uh, bust guys' heads open and stuff? I can assume so. I, we can only assume so because he took over Rocky's job. He took over Rocky's job, but there's a As an very, enforcer. Yeah, as an enforcer. There's a very, very big difference between Rocky and Pauly. <laughs> yeah. As an enforcer. I don't know. You know, I, it just it's kind of strange. That that seems like uh, nepotism. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Big, big time. <laughs> but 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 uh, I guess Pauly's doing well. They make it sound like he's got a little bit. He's less insecure. He, he takes the car. Uh, he buys the car. And he's like, sure. And if you want to borrow it, no problem. Yeah. He has some if he needs a handout. Yeah. Which, which would indicate that he has some expendable cash exactly. laying around. Uh-huh. He said in, in Rocky 1, when, in one of the many times when he was asking Rocky to get him a job, he says, uh, you know, busting bones doesn't bother me none. So I guess, um, I mean, that's what he's doing. I've always thought of Pauly as a windbag. Yeah, oh, totally. Like, I, he's totally he's, he doesn't bust bones. <laughs> if he did, if he was that kind of enforcer, he would have like, he would have a, a piece. He would shoot people in the kneecaps. Yeah. I, I, he's not using his muscle to break anybody's thumbs because they can they can just like you know knock him over because he's right. tiny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, we're back to Mickey uh, again. He's not not yelling at him, uh, but you know after his little ex- Rocky's little exchange with Paulie, I'm sorry, are you finished? Can we go to work? That would be nice. <laughs> 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 then he tells him to hit the bag and jab it till it heights. <laughs> Again, he's, he he really leans into that accent, and I love it. Uh, but yeah, like you know, Mickey's not Mickey from Rocky One would be yelling at him. He he'd yell at Paulie to get out of here, like he did with the chicken asses uh-huh. uh, in Rocky One. He would you know tell Paulie to scram, and he'd be yelling at Rocky for not focusing. Yeah, but no, he's he's kind of taking a different approach. <laughs> I th- I think he's yeah I think he's he's. He's feeling it out. He see he knows Rocky's not ready for any of this, but he's not going to tell Rocky that right now. He's not it, it, just at this moment. That's why I asked how many days has it been. Right. Yeah. Because uh, maybe he understands that it's only day one or day two. So he, yeah, it's like they just decided, like you know, let's knock his block off. Uh-huh. And so you're like, okay, so. We're still riding that wave, but it, it hasn't gotten to serious training. Let let let's see where let's see where you've been what you've been doing the last six months. Right. Uh, we we get one another one of the the great comedy bits of the Rocky franchise uh, when he's counting off the punches and Mickey distracts him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he stops. He goes, "Where was I? Seven or eight? Like you got to you got to hit it five hundred times. Does it really matter? Yeah." Seven or eight. Just start over from one. It's really good. I kind of wish they would just hold on Mickey and his dumbfounded look for like another second or two. Uh, instead, we cut to the to Apollo working out. Which, you know, when you, when you guys had me on for the original Rocky, I talked about how the gym was the colors of the Italian flag. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that. Now, yeah. if we look at Apollo Creed's palatial gym and his outfit, once again, we see, you know, a green shirt with red trunks and the oh, white trim man. and the white walls. Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating. Apollo is, you know, draped 
in the Italian flag here. And so symbolically, he has Rocky's number. That was uh, last season was one of the world's greatest revel- uh, revelations oh. <laughs> when, when, you, when you brought that up. <laughs> Well, thank you. I, I was. <laughs> I've, I've been. <laughs> I've been dabbling a little bit into some color symbolism yeah. this <laughs> this whole movie. And although Jay uh, thinks I'm I'm completely full of shit, uh, <laughs> red is the color of uh, ferocity and anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and passion. Right. Yes. And passion. So we see a lot of red when where Apollo's concerned. Mm-hmm. A lot but, of red. But. Uh, but Punching bags and boxing gloves are red. They're all red. Okay. I'm I'm speaking more about like his shirt is a very hardcore green. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's something that someone had to pick. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like, definitely he's, Italian he's the, flag. Yeah, green. the red with the green. It's not a forest green. Mm-mm. Yeah. He's. I, I'm just saying. I noticed it. We we looked at the gym and Rocky. One, and you're like, yeah, the Italian flag. We look at Apollo Creed's gym. He's got the Italian flag colors. Like he's and wearing Rocky. He's wearing Rocky. That's because he's, 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 he's dialed in on Rocky and, and this whole Rocky nonsense. He's a <laughs> lucky chump. And he's going to fight in his city. He's going to embarrass Rocky in his hometown, and he's draped his gym in the Italian Stallion's colors. Yeah, he wants to embarrass him in front of his, mm-hmm. his own people. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I guess this is, uh, this is um, you know, like, uh, like when somebody's getting ready, they, they kind of, they ha- they'll hang a picture of their opponent up to, to get them juiced up, mm-hmm. you know, like as their, their motivation to get going, to, mm-hmm. to, to fuel the fire. Yep. So is that Apollo's way of, you know, wearing the Italian flag is getting him juiced up, you know, getting his fire stoked? Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, you watch it and you think about it. And you go, you know, man, I'd kind of like to see Rocky too, completely from Apollo's standpoint. He has something to fight for. I mean, it's his manhood. He got totally punked, and they said, listen, the decision was your... He goes, I don't give a damn about the decision. Mm-hmm. He knows that Rocky ultimately bested him. Right. And his manhood is on the line. Uh, I've been touching on the novel, uh, the Rocky II novelization, throughout our whole uh, recording so far, and there's a lot more of uh, like Apollo inserts in between like Rocky's going on with his life, and Apollo Creed cannot let go of what happened in the first fight. Yeah. It shows him, like, r- right off the bat, as soon as he gets out of the hospital, he's diving back into his training. And it shows him going, you know, going at uh, tirelessly at the heavy bag, at the speed bag with sparring partners. He's just going over and over. He's training hard the second he gets out of the hospital. How does Rocky know that when he wrote the book? <laughs> the, you know, Jay, it's, it's a book. See, the, the Rocky parts are written from Rocky's point of view. So Jay Jay keeps getting on me because you know if the book is written in Rocky's point of view, how do we know what Apollo Creed is doing? Because <laughs> it's, it's a book and you got to tell a story. I'm just saying Apollo Creed has. I mean, you could he could you could make a case that hey, this guy should win and we should celebrate it. You know, he has just as much of a, I guess, in a way of a crucible 
or something to prove or, or something to celebrate, as Rocky does, in a way. Mm-hmm. Because you could say this guy has everything. He can completely dismiss the, the hate mail and that sort of thing. But he specifically chooses not to. And you know what he does? He works really, really hard. So you want to talk about meritocracies and hard work paying off? It really should be Apollo Creed and him winning. Right. And what I like about him, work. what I like about him is he has a fantastic marketing, you know, thing going on. And, and it's, you know, it's a little overwrought, but he, he knows what he's doing and he does it on purpose. And, and he does it just as a gambit, just to get Rocky to come out so he can prove it to himself again. Now, he's a little vindictive about it, sure, you know, but, but what I love in the movie is at the very beginning, he says, like, hey, Apollo, did you give me your best? And he goes, yeah. And you're like, so Apollo's not all jive. Right. Like, just man-to-man, he gives the props, and he's authentic, and he's authentic to himself. Yeah, he wears the, like, you know, I live in America, you know, James Brown, the whole suit, and the whole get-up, and he's all about, you know, sort of the pomp and circumstance and the marketing, but he's also completely real. At that moment in the hospital, that, that was all that Rocky needed to hear, and he was able to move on with his life. Yes, and that's what's fascinating. He's totally able to move on with his life. So, I mean, I guess arguably so you think. Right, right. Yeah. Right. But um, I don't know. I like Apollo Creed's character in this a lot. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, yeah, you know, in a way, you, you were asking last minute, does, did Rocky deserve to win? But Apollo Creed is training as hard or harder than he's ever trained probably for any fight in his career. And Rocky, in the end, still wins. So uh, Rocky definitely earned it. Yeah. Ro- Ro- Rocky, yeah, Rocky earns it. And what's interesting is, I don't know, I guess you have, like, the ability of one man to keep getting pummeled and get up versus, the you know, the other guy's superpower of fantastic discipline and preparation and strategy. And he's he's... You know, just hard work. I mean, what is wrong with hard work? Right. You know, Apollo doesn't care. He lives in a mansion. He doesn't care. He shouldn't. He has everything. Yeah, he has everything. He he should. But but but, I don't know. He's either like super crazy greedy, and he's vindictive, and he doesn't let it go. And the fact that he doesn't let this one go is his downfall. Yeah, maybe his pride. Yeah, but you're like. Well, dude, his pride is, I mean, that's what all of Rocky One was about. You can't fault Apollo Creed for having pride. No, not at all. Yeah. That, then, we'd be, then we'd be mad at Rocky. Right. Uh, Apollo Creed's pride is what made him take that fight lightly, I would say. Yes. Well, that was arrogance. Arrogance, Hubris. right, right. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's a better word for it. But now this is a different Apollo Creed, and he says that. He actually says, I'm in the best shape I've ever been in. Right. Uh, we continue, though, with the training. Um, now he's jumping rope. Jay, we're, can you go to the jumping rope mm-hmm. part of the uh, minute, please? Because mm-hmm. I want uh, I want Jay to see all the red in the jumping rope part <laughs> of the minute. The the anger is just all around Apollo. The rage. The the gentleman that's that's painting, that's doing the, the uh, Apollo. Look at all that red, Jay. The ring, the carpet. 
the bag hanging on the wall. Uh, the, the gentleman that's that's uh, doing the Apollo Creed drawing is Leroy Neiman. Now, Leroy Neiman, uh, you know the, uh, the the famous at the end of Rocky Three painting where Rocky and Apollo are, are about to punch each other? Yeah. That was him. That was, really? Uh, yeah, that, that was a Leroy Neiman original. He also was the referee in the Apollo Creed Ivan Drago fight in Rocky Four. Wow. So I don't know what Sylvester Stallone's connection to Leroy, ne- Leroy Neiman is. I tried to dig into it, but I really couldn't find too much about Leroy Neiman himself. He was born in, in 1921 in Minnesota. He served in World War II as a cook for the Army, came home in '46 and went to art school. One of his uh, main contributions was uh, to Playboy. Really? He was, uh, yeah, he was, he was uh, a drawer, he, drawer artist, I don't know. Uh, for Playboy, for well, his his uh, drawings were used for over fifty years. I don't know how long he actually contributed to them, but uh, let's see. He sponsored organizations all over the country that provided art activities for underprivileged youths, and he donated five million dollars to his alma alma mater, the School of the uh, of the Art Institute in Chicago. Wow, Chicago uh, received many awards for his work and recognition for his philanthropy. And he died in 2012 at age 91, so uh, we can pour some out for our dearly departed. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but this um, Leroy Neiman was uh, apparently quite the guy. Well, I, you know, I'm wondering, what is the significance of Apollo being painted? I don't know. Like, I, I, I just figured he wants to be um, immortalized on the canvas. You see the little play of words I... Did on mm-hmm. that? No, oh, in the well, canvas, canvas, canvas. Come on, I'm proud of that. <laughs> it's almost midnight here. We're, t- uh, we're punchy. <laughs> I gotcha, I gotcha. Well, I, you know, I thought, I thought it, what is interesting is um, the painting is of Apollo's back with this red spilled out before hmm. Apollo Creed, right? Oh. It's like blood and passion spilled out before him. And, you know, what's interesting is... You know, he if it's it's his back, meaning like Apollo Creed is facing away from the observer, mm-hmm. showing that like yeah, he's really focused on something else. Yeah, something you know, front, yeah, something ahead. There's something ahead, like yeah. that river of blood in like front. Like that of river him. of blood in front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, I'm sure you guys heard in the background. There's a soundtrack of people chanting Apollo, yeah. Apollo, Apollo. I want to know how was that recorded. <laughs> <laughs> he's now he's this is he's playing this in his head, right? When he's. I think they're. I think the trainer is playing that. <laughs> think it's a, I swear to God, I think like that's a, actually. It's like diegetic. A, I, yes. I, well, I don't know. I think. Resonance? It's not until he's sparring. Yeah. Oh, so it's not even in this minute. Oh, I no, see. No, no, <laughs> you can, no. You can hear it on the very last bag. The very last bag. The one that kind of. He has to. The, the, not the speed bag. Oh yeah yeah. You hear him say it's yeah. like they're uh, an arena of people uh, chanting Apollo. That's it's, funny. It's only two Apollos. I don't think that qualifies you to jump in on this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you're trying to claim the Apollos for your minute. Well, we'll see if the guy next uh, next minute has uh, has anything more intelligent than that better. to say about it. I say it's in Apollo's head. What does Apollo's shirt say? Something about Stan? Oh, oh, yeah. Apollo's shirt... From what I, I I did a lot of like pausing and frame by framing here, 
And it looks like it says, hang on, where the hell did I write it? Uh, it's just, it. It ends in two. Yeah, I think it says uh, the stallion in two. Okay. Oh, wow. But I, I don't know, like, well, what could he possibly mean by the that? The rounds. Where he said he was going to knock the- I know, but, the, but saying the stallion in two would mean that the stallion wins in two, right? Or is he saying the stallion will go down in two? He does say in two rounds, and like that's. I mean, I, I come on, dude. That that's a that's a T public no brainer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I well, I wonder because almost every like the win Rocky win that shirt has is out there. Hmm. Stallion in two. Got it, Jay. Write it down. Uh, copyright two thousand eighteen uh, <laughs> or two thousand nineteen. By the time you hear this, Rocky minute Ooh. trademark. Uh, See that? Uh, oh, also Jay, when he's that—that's called a double end striking bag. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And there's a uh, there's a reason why fighters use that 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 bag that's uh, kind of in between two bungee cords. Is like the heavy bag when they're training against the heavy bag. They're training their their haymakers, right? They're training their strength, their strength punches. Uh-huh. With that thing, it's different than a speed bag because a speed bag is high. You're not really working on technique; you're working on speed, uh, getting fast hands. But the double-ended striking badge bag, not badge, uh, is like the fighter's head. It's smaller and it's more unpredictable. Mm-hmm. You know, so you you work on uh, you work on dodging, blocking, as it's bouncing back at you because there's no there's no way to tell. Like as when you punch it, it's on two bungee cords, like suspended. So you don't know which way it's going to bounce back at you. There's a stallion in two, right? Yeah. Uh, you can just say, I'm going to knock out the stallion in two. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, by the way, Jay, um, yeah. all red. The mm. boxing ring, Duke's shirt, all red. All red. I, all, he's getting angrier and angrier the more red that enters the scene. His shorts. Look, he's not wearing red boxing gloves now. All boxing gloves are red. He's wearing red shirts in every scene. These aren't boxing gloves. These are those little fingerless things. Yeah, but the those ring and right. Duke's shirt—it's a—it's—it's it's symbolism. Yeah. Now, uh, these are all different training days, right? Because Apollo Creed and Duke are wearing different clothes in each one. Except Leroy Neiman's wearing the same suit. What about this one? Paul's got a f- cream colored shirt with brown. Yeah, piping. but look at all the red in the background. Because the, the carpet's the carpet. red. Yeah, exactly. You think that's a mistake? <laughs> That's the river of blood that we we're talking about. <laughs> I know it's the place they rented to have the the thing in. Was it just red carpet in there? Jerry, do you believe in color theory or color symbolism? I absolutely do, especially when it comes to Rocky movies, and that's oh. what makes these movies so good. They're actually like you know, if if there was some other dumbass movie, I'd go like, no, that's just a lucky chump. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got lucky. <laughs> But not not in Rocky movies. They're well done. They're well written. They're well acted. The characters are well developed. So yes, absolutely, they paid attention to the color schemes when filming. Absolutely. Thank you, Jerry. I will Venmo you the money for uh, saying that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, like even just a few days ago with Mickey and you know his little his little soliloquy, and he begins in the darkness, and then it's dark, and then it comes out, then it ends in the light. You're like, that's somebody's paying attention on yeah. the other uh, end of that camera. They're taking this seriously. It's brilliant. I would agree. And Jay thinks I'm full of shit, but I'm here to say. That that red symbolizes 
Apollo's rage. Mm. I don't think. I mean, it's not by accident. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they hired somebody to do that in the movie. Especially, didn't didn't Rocky one get like film best picture of the year or something like that? Yeah, it was best picture. Yeah, but yeah. So they had the loot. I feel like in filming Rocky too, they probably were Rocky too. They're probably yeah. getting. They had all sorts of money. <laughs> went out, bought a tiger leather jacket and a Trans Am. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> They made quote thirty seven thousand dollars from the fight. <laughs> they uh yeah they, um and that that one of the uh, I guess um the, the, what the naysayers say about Rocky two is this is just Rocky one with a budget. Wait 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 wait. There's a naysayer of uh, Rocky two. The people that don't like it as much as Rocky one. The same people in Phil- Philadelphia don't give Rocky a job. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the people who hate Rocky. The people who hate Rocky. Yeah, yeah. There are there are there are some. You know, not that anybody doesn't like this movie. Uh-huh. It's we we haven't heard that at all. But if there is something Jay negative Johnson. to say about it, it was that that it's just like uh you know uh, I guess what Force Awakens was to the New Hope. It was just regurgitated. Okay. Um, but had a little bit more of a budget. I I don't know. I don't know if I see that. The editing sucks. On half of it, like people are talking with their mouths open and they cut shots and you're like, yeah. I don't know. And if I notice that, it must be bad <laughs> because I rarely notice, you know, things like that. But a <laughs> film scholar like yourself? Yeah, I mean, I, I and there's all sorts of people going, come on, come on. And you're like, nobody's saying that. <laughs> or even, you know, the kid who's yelling, go, go, go. You're like, uh, yeah, yeah. no, dude, there's nobody. <laughs> Everybody's sucking air because they can't keep up with Rocky. <laughs> Nobody's yelling that. <laughs> That's a great thing, right? I have to look for that. There's all sorts of things that are, you know, Mick says stuff that he doesn't say at all. Well, that uh, that ADR stuff, right? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, a lot, a lot of it's during the fight too. I mean, because oh, you yeah. can't. I mean, Rocky and Apollo, they got the mouthpieces in, so you can't. You know, you're not going to be able to talk clearly anyway. Sure. But, um. Yeah, I guess that's, uh, I'm going to have to pay more attention to that stuff and call it out. Uh, all right, Jerry, you got any last cracks at it? I mean, you know, we, we kind of jumped all over Rocky 2 and 1 four. and 3, 4. Four. <laughs> Creed, Creed 2, Creed 3's not even out yet. You touched on that a little <laughs> bit. Dude, you guys gave me a minute with the catching a chicken. <laughs> Would you want to talk about different chicken, you know? <laughs> What's your favorite Tons part of the chicken? chicken? Yeah. Are you a breast man or a yeah, leg man? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get away from minute 67 fast enough. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I thought it was great. I think it's yeah, it's well done. I'm glad I, I uh, had the opportunity uh, to watch the movie again and to discuss it with you fellers. Well, we're very grateful that you would come on the show again. Mm-hmm. Um, we had so much fun talking last time with you that, you know, there was no way you were going to get away from us in Rocky you know, II. I thought so. maybe I was just a lucky chump. Yes. <laughs> you had to bring me back <laughs> on. <laughs> I had to prove my manhood. That's right. You're going to knock us out on this we one. Got a bunch of got a bunch of hate mail <laughs> after the first one. <laughs> you carried these bums. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I mean, one last time. In case people forgot, tell us about Indiana Jones Minute. Yeah, we do a podcast called the Indiana Jones Minute, and it's you don't say at indianajonesminute.com. dot com, and um, it's a lot of fun. 
it's a podcast and talking about movies a minute at a time. It's 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 you know it's a stupid idea, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a lot of fun though. Yes and yes. Yes, I mean, slumber parties are a stupid idea too. They're you a lot don't of see fun, though. What's uh, even a dumber idea than covering a movie minute by minute is covering a franchise of movies <laughs> minute by minute. And uh, yeah, we're both up to our asses in franchises. So, uh, I mean, you're, you're at least you have a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, they're not making any more Indiana Jones movies. Uh, that's not entirely true, Jay. Not they're entirely they're true. T- talking they about it. They're supposedly, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, Jerry would have to uh, enlighten us on that. Oh, we're going to do it uh, through and through, all the way up to Tommy Gunn. Hmm. Or whatever <laughs> you, you guys go. are stuck right. with. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy Gunn and beyond. Yeah, which, by the way, I, I'm dying to see Creed, I, too. I haven't seen it again, but I really liked the. I really liked Creed. I thought it was well done. It, it was. The second one was better. Oh, well, I look forward to seeing it. Yeah. You should, based on that recommendation Great. right there, <laughs> go for it. And I love that. You know, okay, look, real quick. Rocky mm-hmm. owns a, a, an Italian restaurant, right? Yeah, he does. What's so bad about that? He could have just, right. why doesn't he do that now? Right. It's That's honest work. Yeah. He's Italian. Yeah. It's, it seems like a natural uh, progression. Sure. <laughs> you're, you're a boxer, you know, you're a tire. Look, look, in Cleveland, Ohio... There was a, a Bernie Kosar steakhouse because everybody from Cleveland knows Bernie Kosar is beloved. He's a quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. They didn't win the Super Bowl, you know, but but he took us to the playoffs. He's great, you know, and, and we just get behind him and his steakhouse. Everybody loved it. I, I can't remember if it closed. Hmm. It, it may have. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is in Cleveland, you know, everybody loves Bernie Kosar. And that's uh, Rocky Balboa. No, he didn't win the Super Bowl, but we don't care. We love him. Well, Cleveland is is like Rocky Balboa. Exactly. Like not too many things go right for Cleveland. You know, we, <laughs> Bernie we, we, we wear clothes that attract flies. It's <laughs> <laughs> just how it is, man. <laughs> it stinks like Rocky's apartment. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, on that note, uh, we're we don't gonna... we don't use condominiums. <laughs> 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 beautifully done <laughs> alright uh, again thanks Jerry so much this nice has been fun and uh, we'll see everybody tomorrow with a brand new guest what are we waiting for take this Um, Jay, what else you got? That's it. Jay, you want to talk about how the red symbolizes anything? Nope. Okay.